Today, you've joined hundreds of established and emerging writers who are discovering ways to reach their writing goals and have fun by being more curious, creative, and productive. You're listening to Ann Croker, Writing Coach. This is episode 215 for writers who struggle with structure, a remedy. Organization is a challenge for writers. You may have strong ideas, feel confident with grammar, and write in a fun style. But putting it all together in a structure that makes sense, that can be hard. There's no one perfect way to structure most projects. You have options. Now, some people find this liberating. They explore countless options or settle naturally into an order that makes sense for their content. Other writers find this overwhelming. They'd like to be told, if you're writing this, you always use that structure. And without structure, those writers get stuck. In fact, I've met with writers who've been stuck for weeks, months, occasionally for years, all because they didn't know how to structure their project. Without structure, they didn't know how to order and organize their ideas, so writing itself felt confusing. So they simply shoved it aside, unclear what to do next. Structure brings order and clarity to the writer, and structure brings order and clarity to the reader. Now, some writing offers built-in structure. If you're a poet, for example, you could turn to form poetry to find structure built into the assignment. I mean, so many kinds of poems follow a form or a pattern, like a sestina, a sonnet, or a rondelet. They each come with rules, rhythms, and rhyme schemes. While challenging, these limits offer structure that a poet who works in free verse will lack. Novelists can turn to structure that works well for fiction, such as the hero's journey. Now, the author doesn't have to include the obligatory scenes, but many genres work well when the author hits those beats, those moments, those scenes that a reader has come to expect. Nonfiction writers may face the blank page with no idea where to start, or they spit out their ideas and have no clue how to arrange them to create an order that flows well for the reader. Writers who compose essays, articles, and books know that they have a problem to solve. They need structure. And they may struggle with structure. Maybe nobody has pointed them to structure options, or maybe they're struggling to remain objective with their own material to see how it would best flow. They may have tried methods that they've learned over the years, and those have only gotten them so far. For instance, maybe they tried a mind map, And that helped them spit out their main ideas that they want to cover in, for example, their book. But all those circles spread out like a web on the paper don't themselves reveal a solid structure. They just reveal a a number of possible starting points and all the subpoints. So the mind map may have served to pull out of the writer content ideas, but the map itself didn't result in a clear structure. The writer of nonfiction may have reverted to the 1, 2, 3, and A, B, C format they remembered from their youth. With those Roman numerals leading the I down the page, followed by indented capital A, capital B, capital C items underneath, under those lines came the numbers 1, 2, 3, and then the lowercase A, B, C, followed by those little I's with the one I and the two I's and the three I's that created those miniature Roman numerals, And, of course, that led up to the IVs and the Vs. 
The poor writer may spend more time fretting over all those little eyes than they do crafting content. So knowing how to type up a list with Roman numerals, again, doesn't in and of itself reveal a structure. Even organized sequential types who love to line up papers and numbers and files and books on shelves can create a perfectly reasonable classic outline, yet find themselves unsure if that's formed an effective structure for their writing project. So how can writers who struggle to organize their ideas find a structure that works? Well, I propose ready-made outlines. Now, I'm calling these big, broad outlines ready-made outlines because they serve as templates to try out with your content. They offer a broad, big-picture, flexible structure that can be applied to projects of all sizes and types as you group your ideas under the overall headings. Ready-made outlines serve the writer by providing her with multiple structures to test out in order to find one that best suits the material. As I said last time, my source for these ready-made outlines is the speech and debate club I'm part of. We use these to help impromptu speakers have a place to start. The first one I introduced you to was the past, present, future outline. It's just one ready-made outline to try out on all kinds of projects. For example, a past, present, future outline could work as structure for testimonials, sales pages, memoir, how-to projects, op-eds, analysis essays or articles, or even books. You could organize chapters under the past, present, future sections, or organize a given chapter with that structure. Well, this week's ready-made outline is problem-solution, or problem-solution-benefit. You can see how straightforward it is and how handy it can be for certain writing projects. I gave it a try with this very podcast episode. First, you'd start with an introduction that would include some kind of hook. For this piece, I just talked about the challenge of structure for writers. Next, you would introduce the problem. Pretty quickly, I transitioned to introducing the writer's problem of structure or lack thereof. And you can see from my attempt here that a problem you're writing about doesn't have to be a giant societal-level problem. It can be a small frustration of any kind. And when you think about your audience and you imagine their struggles, frustrations, and challenges, that's the problem. That's your starting point with this ready-made outline. Articulate the problem. Speak their language. Get your audience nodding. Yes, that is my problem. Then you introduce a solution or some solutions. You may have one proven solution to one specific problem, and the writing will be narrow and focused. Or you may offer multiple solutions to a complex problem, and your writing will be more involved. Follow that with a conclusion, and you're done. That is, unless you want to touch on some benefits of implementing the solution. I mean, the obvious one is that the problem is solved. But your reader may appreciate a window into what their life would look like and what they'd feel like if they implemented that solution. So the additional benefits section could serve them well. But that's it in a nutshell. Problem, solution, or problem, solution, benefits. Let's say you contribute content to a website that focuses on organization. Perhaps you write an article that addresses the problem of training young children to understand and begin joining in the process of sorting, folding, and putting away laundry. 
Laundry can be an overwhelming problem that parents face, and you'll offer several possible solutions. Well, there's your structure to test out. You'd have your introduction, then problem, solution, or solutions, and the conclusion. Or the introduction and then problem, solution, or solutions, and then the benefits, followed by a conclusion. Now, if you add the benefits, you might find research showing the self-esteem in children who contribute to meaningful household chores, but often the benefits are self-evident and you can just leave off that element of the outline. Let's look at another situation. Maybe you're troubled by a local issue and you want to write a letter to the editor or an op-ed. Well, the problem solution is a ready-made outline that would work well for at least organizing your thoughts. It would give you a structure that readers would also find easy to follow. So for that, you might start with a hook that's, you know, just a sentence or two to hook the reader, then present the problem, the solution or solutions, and then the conclusion. Again, you could add in benefits if you have the space and if you feel it adds value to the message, but you can also leave that off if the benefits are obvious or if they could be summarized in the conclusion. Maybe you're writing a book about communication in the workplace. You could try out the problem-solution ready-made outline to see if the content fits. So the problem, well, first you analyze some of the biggest communication problems that people face in the workplace, and then solution or solutions. Most of the book will probably focus on the solutions to those problems. Then you can show the benefit or the benefits. If the solutions don't already make clear the benefits gained beyond solving the problem, a book could bring this up chapter by chapter or in a whole section and toward the end of the book. Perhaps you have a multi-step process that can work for every communication challenge, like seven steps to clear communication in the workplace. After the early chapters introduce the problems, the next several chapters could each tackle a step of the process. Or maybe you have different communication solutions for different communication problems. In that case, you could address each one separately, one per chapter, presenting both the problems and the solutions specific to something like emails and team meetings, reports, newsletters, and one-on-one mentoring conversations. Each chapter could take on a type of communication. Either way, you'd still be turning to the problem-solution outline. Longer projects will offer more layers of analysis and more examples to support claims, but you can see how this ready-made outline can be used with a variety of writing projects. I think it could work for things like testimonials. You know, obviously the past, present, future also works as a structure for testimonials, but problem-solution is another option for someone to explain they had a problem and then this product or solution was the perfect solution to that problem. Sales pages is another place, you know, if you have a problem and a solution, that's a really basic approach that can help you organize your thoughts when laying out the sales page to explain what you offer. An op-ed, we talked about that in the letter to the editor, I think that could work well with a problem and solution. Depending on the kind of writing you do on a website, your blog post could be like that. Even an essay, and of course I already talked about how a book might have an overall structure with problem-solution or at the micro-level within a given chapter could be problem-solution. While the problem-solution or the problem-solution benefit structure may seem best suited for prescriptive-type content, I think this can also be a wonderful way into personal essays. If an essayist starts with a question or an inquiry, that can be an invitation to follow that question 
aka the problem, into the piece, and then you keep this creative openness to see where it leads. Let's say the essayist wonders something or poses a question. If he thinks of that more or less as a problem and writes toward that, continuing to question that, he may be seeking an answer to that question or deeper insight into that observation or maybe even an epiphany. By keeping that overall structure in mind, the essayist can explore the problem from various angles in hopes of experiencing breakthrough and understanding without forcing the matter. Now, that's a more subtle, nuanced variation of the problem-solution approach, but if you creatively press into a question, you're likely seeking some kind of solution. A memoir that focuses on an era of a person's life might also loosely follow this structure— by showing the problem that this person faced and how complicated life got until they encountered, finally, some kind of solution. And this solution may not have been a tidy one. So you can really think broadly about this idea of quote-unquote solution. The memoir rolls into, let's say, a kind of benefits segment. And again, none of these words would appear anywhere in the text. It's just a way for you mentally to group information or scenes in hopes of beginning to see a possible structure or a way to test your own content by dropping it into this general flow. Now, maybe the problem is that a memoirist was struggling to trust a parent, so the scenes establish this and lead ultimately to a scene or a moment when this shifted. The writer gained insight into this parent, and that ignited compassion or openness, and the relationship grew. Or maybe the opposite happened. Maybe the parent had a deep mental illness and the problem was that the memoirist kept making herself vulnerable only to be hurt again and again. And the solution came when she realized sometimes even a parent is so deeply scarred and struggling that a trusting relationship isn't possible. So the memoirist finds new ways to protect herself while trying to relate to the parent and finds trust in other relationships. So many kinds of writing address a problem of some kind. It's worth giving this ready-made outline a try. And again, keep in mind, you don't have to use the actual words problem and solution or problem, solution, and benefits to apply this structure to your next writing project. If you prefer a more subtle approach, you can weave in different words and synonyms to imply a similar structure. Try it out and see if this is the solution you're looking for. For writers who struggle with structure, the problem-solution or the problem-solution-benefits ready-made outline may be the remedy you're looking for. I'm Ann Croker cheering you on as a writing coach in your ear. Everywhere we may meet, at my website, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, in your inbox, here on this podcast, over at Patreon, or even in person, I'm always looking for ideas to share with you that will help you achieve your writing goals and have fun by being more curious, creative, and productive. Thank you for listening.